Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. we bow our heads amen, and get ready to receive the word of God. Father, we ask right now, Lord, as we worshiped you and we have given unto you, Father, now we want to receive from you your word, Father. And I pray for everyone here that has an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit will say to them, my Lord, that they would hear the voice behind the voice, my Lord. And Father, it would bring transformation, renew our minds and change us, convict us, Father God. We pray that your word will penetrate deep within our hearts, my Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Come and sit with your people and minister to them as your word goes forth. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Amen. You guys can grab a seat there at your living room if you were standing up with us. Amen. But as we come together today, man, I've been reflecting on our banner which is victory. Our banner for 2020 is victory. And as I started to uh, think back what's, what we've been going through these last couple of months, amen, uh, little did I know that the Lord was preparing us for a battle. Come on, somebody. I mean, we didn't expect this kind of battle. We didn't expect what's going on today in our world, amen. But victory is a great theme for our year. Come on, somebody say amen. That if we want victory, you're going to have to go through a fight. You can't have victory over something unless you're overcoming something. Come on, somebody say amen. You can't claim victory in a war unless you are victorious in battle. And tonight I want to minister a two-part mini-series for Wednesday Night Plugins entitled, You Don't Get to Choose Your Enemy. You Don't Get to Choose Your Enemy. Hallelujah. You got to understand today, church, that we don't get to choose. We didn't choose this virus. Come on. We didn't choose this enemy that prowls around, amen, looking for someone to devour, amen. Uh, to claim victory, amen, in our walk with God, you're going to have to go and fight the toughest battles. Can somebody say amen? amen? Come on. You don't get to pick what or who you fight this battle with, amen. If we had a choice, if we can be honest, we will pick anything or anyone that we can easily win, right? Yes. Come on, right? We're not going to pick the toughest fight. We're not going to pick the <laughs> toughest people. I mean, we're going to pick we're going to pick the ones that we know we're going to whip or we're going to win, right? Come on, let's be honest tonight, amen. Come on, we'll pick those things that are not going to be a real struggle, a real battle, or not a problem to us, or or there's not going to be not in, not much work involved. Come on, somebody say hello. If we're going to have to face, we're going to have to face our, 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 our toughest battles and fight through in order to have victory. But you need to know a few things about this battle. Amen. Because when you know your, who your opponent is, because our battle, you got to understand, is not between flesh and blood. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's not between us, it's not between each other, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says this, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, 
against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, when you really know who the battle really belongs to, we don't fight this battle alone. Come on, when you understand that this battle that you and I are in, amen, we know that we don't fight alone, amen. We know that there is victory in Jesus. Come on, somebody. There is victory in Jesus. In John chapter 16, 33, it says this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me, speaking of Christ, that you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation. Come on, you will have troubles, you will have battles, you will have storms. But it goes on, he goes on to say, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Come on. In other words, Jesus said, you know what? I am victorious. That if I'm living inside of you, guess what? Makes you victorious. Amen. We know that there is victory in Jesus. And so we can walk around with Jesus living on the inside church, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, then you and I can be victorious as well. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, and when we're not walking victorious, guess what? Something's lacking inside of us. There's something lacking inside of us. Whether it's fear that's coming in that's pushing out faith, or worry is pushing over your prayer, whatever that may be, we got to understand that he says, in me, you can have peace. Yeah. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but I've overcome the world because I'm victorious. Yes. In the book of Revelations, chapter 12, verse 11, it says this, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, who's the Lamb? Jesus, hallelujah. Yep. Come on, we're overcomers by the blood of Jesus and by what? The word of our testimony. Come on, there is power in your testimony. You know what we need to do when you're getting, when you're allowing fear to come in or things are starting to creep into your mind? Start talking about Jesus. Start sharing your testimony. Remember your testimony? Remember where you were before? Come on. Come on. The Bible says, you know what? Don't worry about anything, but what? Pray about everything and thank him for what he's already done. See, when you start to thank Jesus, amen, for the things that he has done in your life, amen, then hope starts to rise up and you can stand victorious because there was victory the day you got saved. Come on, somebody. Remember our banner, church. Remember the theme scripture of victory, church. 1 Samuel 17, 47 says, For the battle belongs to the Lord. Our banner here says he is victorious in battle. The Lord fights for us, church. He fights for you. Come on, in this battle that we're going through uh, in 2020, amen, I'm here to let you know that God is for you, that he is with you, amen. He's with you every step of the way. Come on, uh, he will tear down every lie. He will knock down any wall to get to you. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 3 and 4 says this. Do not be afraid, listen, as you go to fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them, for the Lord your God is going to be with you. And he will fight for you against your enemy, and he will give you what? Victory. 
Come on, with God, we're not losers. We're winners. Come on, somebody. Come on, there is victory when Jesus is inside of us. And he's saying here, don't be afraid, amen, as you go out. Because each night, each time we wake up, each time we walk out those doors, church, we're fighting an enemy. Come on, he's coming out. He says, don't lose heart. Don't, don't panic over this situation. Come on, don't panic over this, this pandemic. Don't panic over the virus. Don't panic what you see in the streets of our nation. He says, you know what? I am going with you, amen. I will fight with you, amen. And with you, with me and you together, we got victory. Yes. Come on, we cannot lose if we have God with us. We cannot lose, amen, if we believe in the blessed hope that we're holding on to, church. Understand, church, as we make stands. You ever made a stand for God? You ever said, you know what, I'm going to do this now. Come on, you ever made a declaration to the Lord, amen? You ever made a vow to God, amen? See, when you start to make stands, when you start to make declarations over your life, over your marriages, over your families, over our lives, or even over our ministries, as soon as you start making any forward progress, amen? Come on, come on let me tell you, when we were 2020, when we entered this year, it was pretty good. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Women, didn't you have a great conference? Come on, I mean, it was good. It was rolling. It was like, man, I can't wait to our conference. Uh, the welcome, it's going to be off the hook. And all of a sudden, boom, yep. it got, everything stopped. People were growing. There was a process, amen. Uh, we were going forward. Uh, but as soon as we started to grow, guess what? The enemy showed up. This stupid virus <laughs> showed up. Yes. Come on. It brought a stop. It brought a shutdown. It, it brought a send home. It brought all kinds of things. Even though God has done some good, even in the bad church, uh, God always turns what's evil to good. Amen. Uh, but everything stopped. There was a flow going. Even on a Wednesday night, people were coming out. Uh, families were coming together. Our, our, our teenagers were going, growing. Uh, everybody was starting to take steps forward. And all of a sudden, the enemy shows up. I want you to look at Judges chapter 6. I want to share a story. It's kind of what's happening here with Israel. Judges chapter 6, verses 3 to 6 says this. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other kites, amen, all the other eastern people invaded the country, amen, and they camped on the land and ruined all the crops all the way to Garza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count all of, uh, count them and their camels. They invaded the land and ravished it. And it goes on to say in verse 6, the Midianites made the Israelites dirt poor. And they cried out to the Lord for help. See, you have to understand, church, or you should know that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 10 says this, the thief's purpose, look it, the enemy has a purpose. The enemy has a plan. And the plan is that these purposes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, my purpose, speaking of Christ, he says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Amen. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
See, the enemy, the devil, amen, when you're away from God, you're serving the enemy, his, his purpose is to destroy you. His purpose is to steal things from you. His purpose is to kill you, amen. That is his perfect. There is nothing of life from the thief. But his purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. The many nights will come after Israel, after they have planted all the crops, amen. After they have sown all the seeds, amen. Israel will plow the land. That means they were working it. They were building it. All the labor in it. And they were sowing the seeds. They were fertilizing it. They were watering it. They were taking care of it. And right before the harvest came, somebody say, uh-oh. Uh -oh. Somebody say, watch out. watch out. The Midianites would come in and destroy their harvest. Come on, they will ravish the land. They will ruin everything and kill everything, crops, animals, and all. This is what the devil does to you and I. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's just what he does, amen, in our lives. We have sown seeds. Right? There were souls, uh, seeds sown for 2020. Come on, we started the year, well, with a three-day fast, amen. Everybody was excited. We were sowing for great breakthroughs, amen, uh, for this year. Come on, uh, you ladies were praying, uh, right, for your conference, amen. God, you're going to move. Uh, you're going to minister to us. Uh, we are praying for a great movement of God uh, in 2020, amen. And we were sowing seeds. Uh, we were sowing seeds in our giving, amen. Uh, we were sowing seeds in the kingdom of God, amen. Uh, and when we do all this, all of a sudden, uh, God started to move, and then they came in. We put all the work. Come on, somebody. Come on. Don't you work hard for your salvation? Don't you work hard to be a good husband, a good wife, amen? Don't you hard, work hard to be a, a good uh, son and daughter to the kingdom of God? You're doing all this stuff. You're working with your family, your kids, uh, your marriage, your relationship, your ministry. And right when you see a harvest coming, any sign of a harvest, any sign of growth, amen, the enemy comes in and he rips oh. you off. I've seen so many. Christians today get ripped off by the enemy when the harvest was just about coming. Come on, somebody. Right when we started to feel good about ourselves. Come on, right? Man, Stella got her groove back. I mean, we were, we were grooving. We got our praise back. We were worshiping God. Everything just started to come. We started to be consistent. Hello. Come on, we started to make some commitments. Come on, somebody. And the enemy comes in uh, and he rips us off. He takes away our joy and he takes away our victory. Right? Don't every conference we get excited? Man, last year's well conference, it was off the hook. And we we're like, yeah. And then the enemy comes again. Right? He hits individuals. He, he hits us. I mean, we got our joy back. We're, we, we finally got a groove back. Or, or God speaks a word over us. We're like, yes, this is, this is going to be my year. And boom. The enemy comes. Any sign of growth. Any sign of forward progress. Any sign of moving forward in your, in, in your walk, in your marriage, in, in, in your relationships. And all this stuff. Any signs of growth. The enemy comes. And he rips us off. Church, you got to understand what harvest time is. Because harvest in the Bible was always a time of celebration. 
Come on, they would worship God and praise God for a whole week, kind of like a conference week. I mean, when their harvest was coming, amen, they celebrated. They were praising God. They were cooking, hanging out, fellowshipping, uh, doing all that for a whole week. So is it possible, church, that the enemy is looking for something that more than your harvest? Because if he takes our harvest, listen, he also takes away our celebration. Also takes away your joy. So I believe that the enemy is looking to take our praise away. Come on. He don't want you lifting up your hands. He don't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to sacrifice and praise. He doesn't want any of that. And so his thing is to take away their praise and I'll take away their joy. And if I can take away their joy, I'll take away their victory. And I can leave you dirt poor. Come on. You felt bankrupt in your spirit? Come on, you're so rich, amen. God is moving in your life, amen. You, you feel so rich, and all of a sudden, the devil comes and rips you off. You do something dumb. You say something dumb. You fall into a mistake, and all of a sudden, you feel like, man, I'm bankrupt. I just got ripped off. I, I just got hijacked by the devil. You ever felt like that? Come on, the enemy comes in, and that's what he does. He sees any sign of growth, amen, and he comes, and he takes things away. And pretty soon, when you're going through something... You're not worshiping God no more. Come on, you're just standing there and just looking at the worship team. Like this. Let me tell you, I, I look around. I see people's faces. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping God. And I turn around like, what's wrong with her? You know something, something? The devil took away the joy. There's no celebration. See, every time we get together, church, there should be a celebration. Come on, this should be a shout, amen. Uh, come on, the doors are open to the church, amen. We should be excited that we're in the house of God. God, devil, I don't care. I may have had a bad day, but you know what? I'm going to the house of God, and I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to give him a shout, amen. I'm even going to sow a seed in the offering. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. That's what the devil tells you. Oh, well, well, you, look, you look dumb putting an extra that for that. Come on, your marriage ain't going to get healed. Your children are not going to behave. Your son's never going to get saved. Come on. You ever sown some seed for salvation? You ever sown a seed for your marriage? You ever sown a seed for your finances? Come on, you, you sow seeds, amen. And come on, that's the, that's the celebration. That's the excitement. That's the joy, amen. And so the enemy says, man, if I can just take away that. I'll make them dirt poor, just like they did to the Israelites. If I can take away their worship, I'll take away their gratitude as well. So instead of always being you know, gracious to God and thanksgiving to God, they're just complaining and murmuring and, and just complaining about everybody. Don't look at me like that. It's the truth. There's no gratitude when you're going through a storm, church. That's the place that we got to remember. That's why, that's why it says there that, you know what? Don't worry, pray. And he'll give you a peace over, uh, uh, over you know, a peace over under your understanding. He'll, he'll, he'll help you through, amen. He'll, but he says to, to remember, to thank him for what he's done for your life. 
So you must not let fear of discouragement come in. When you see your enemy coming. When you see this virus coming. Come on, we come on, people are pat you don't don't let that come in. Don't let it sink in. You know, you, you start to see the news, you start to see the things on Facebook, and let me tell you, it changes your mentality if you're not guarded. All some people are gripped with fear that we're faith believing Christians. Come on, it sneaks into the church, and the, the enemy comes in. You don't don't panic when you see the enemy. Come on, don't let fear come in when you don't see your harvest right away. Listen, if you have faith to sow, come on, anyone, come on, sowing some faith in this place, amen. Uh, come on, uh, come on, anyone believing for anything in this place, amen. Uh, are you standing in the gap believing for God to move upon you, amen. And let me tell you, if you have faith to sow, church, uh, you have a right to reap. I'm sowing and sowing, and, and you know what, it may not come right away, but I'm going to stand in the gap, and I'm going to continue to praise my God. Yes. You must contend, listen. To defend. Uh -oh. You must contend to defend your harvest. You have worked too hard. Oh, come, on. come on. If you've been saved for a while, come on. You can't just blow it and go out drinking and just blow it for two years of working hard sober. Come on. Come on. And what is that? You work too hard to where you're at to, to, to allow something to come in to, to, to knock you out or to the enemy to lie to you or, or, or to come in and rip you off. I work too hard for this salvation. I work too hard for where I'm at today to, to blow it and say, that's it. I'm going to let the enemy just rip me off. You got to contend to defend. Don't allow the enemy to rip you off. Come on. Come on. Some of you guys can probably think times where the enemy ripped you off. Some of you guys can kind of think, amen, that, man, you came out of a Sunday celebration service, excited, amen, and to the enemy to rip you off right in the parking lot. Come on, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't even, you couldn't even wait to get home. It ripped you off right in the parking lot. Some of you guys are laughing because you know it's true. Come on. You got to contend to defend. Come on, why can you watch? Come on, take the joy with you, amen. Don't allow, let me tell you, anytime you get any forward progress, guess who's going to be there? The enemy. He's going to rip you off. Come on, you, got, you felt good. You, 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 you started to stand up, amen, and he tries to come and knock you down. That warrior spirit that's inside of each one of that, that fighting spirit that's inside of each one of us has to be woken up every time when we're going down. Stand up, fight if you want victory. Come on, victory doesn't come unless you swing. Come on. No one will knock down by you just staring at them. I've not seen a boxer stare at another boxer and the boxer fell down. It's not going to happen, church. Come on, if you want that opponent or the one that you're facing that's coming against you to go down, guess what you got to do? You got to swing. You're going to have to throw blows. You're going to have to go after this person or this thing or, or whatever's coming against you. You're going to have to contend to defend. You're going to have to contend to defend. Amen. If you walk out tonight, remember, contend to defend. Amen. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to back up your harvest. 
Devil, you're not going to come and mess up my marriage no more. You're not going to come and interrupt my home anymore. You're not going to come and mess up my finances anymore. You're not going to come and, and lie to me again. You know what? I'm going to contend to defend my harvest. you got to stand up. You have to fight in order for victory to come, church. You see, a warrior... Do we have warriors in this place? Come on, warriors know who the battle really belongs to. See, little David knew. When he was coming up against Goliath, little David knew who the battle belonged to. He knew this little 13-year-old, this little ruddy, handsome little guy, amen. He was just, he was just, he knew, he knew who, his, who the battle belonged to. That's why there was no fear in little David. And all these men, these grown men, these warriors, these, these fighters of war were afraid. Yet this little boy knew who the battle belonged to. Look what it says in 1 Samuel. I love this story. 17, 45 to 47. David said to the Philistine, this is David now. David comes up and he goes, you know what? If you guys are scared of talking to, to this guy, I'll go talk to him. And so he goes up. This is little David. To a nine foot tall giant. He says you come against me with a sword. And a spear and a javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Amen. Uh, the God of, of armies of Israel. Whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And I will strike you down. And I will cut off your head. I will cut your head. <laughs> I can just see little David. I will cut your head. Come on, this day, you come with me with swords. You come with me with spears. You come against me with javelins. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. Come on, the God of God, armies of Israel, amen, that you have defiled. And today, I'm going to cut off your head. He's talking to the giant, amen. Come on, I'm going to cut your head off. Some of you guys got to get vicious with this enemy, church. Come on, what? You're going to mess up my marriage again? I'm going to cut your head off. You got you to get, this is a battle, church. If you want some victory, you're going to have to cut some heads. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Says this very day, I will give the caucuses of the Philistine armies to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. Come on. For the battle of the Lord, uh, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. Come on. This day I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air. Come on. And all of the world will know that there's a God. All the world will know that I serve a mighty God. Understand that there's a strategy, church, behind the battle for your harvest. It's all about timing. Come on. The enemy, listen, comes at the right time. He is watching. He is prowling like a lion seeking to devour you. Church, the enemy doesn't mind you plowing. The enemy doesn't mind you coming to church. The enemy doesn't mind you seeding or watering. 
even working at your relationships. But once you start getting involved, Uh once you start believing, once you start declaring, once you start taking steps forward, amen, and start growing, well, it's a different story. Right when the harvest is about to come, that's when the enemy will show up, church. Come on, your blessing, your, your answer, your miracle is on its way, and then the enemy comes and he rips you off. You see, you don't get to choose your enemy. The children of Israel didn't get to choose their enemy. You don't get to choose who comes against you, church. Listen, Jesus didn't choose who would try to stop him from fulfilling his destiny. But it was one of the close, one of the three closest men on earth. Amen. Peter, James, and John. And there was one. These were the ones that went up with Jesus to the Mount of Transfiguration. And while the other nine stood below. Amen. These were the three men that stood with Jesus to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. While the other nine stood outside. It was Peter. Listen. Peter, the one who stood up on the day of Pentecost, amen, the one who would preach his first message where 3,000 souls were saved. It was Peter that looked at Jesus and said, in the Greek, it indicates that Jesus, or Peter shook Jesus and told him, I will not let you go to Israel or to Jerusalem to suffer and die. It was Peter that came to interfere with the fulfillment of the plan. And Jesus looked at Peter, who the enemy was using at that time to stop stop him from fulfilling his destiny. And Jesus looked at Peter and told him, get thee behind me, Satan. See, it's one thing, church, if the enemy comes against you. It's another thing if a stranger comes against you or someone that you don't know comes against you. But when someone you know, your own family your own friends, people that you have invested time in, prayed for, helped them through their mess, amen, people that you have defended, Mm, now raise a voice, their voice, and speak against you. I'm here to remind you, church, you don't get to choose what enemy comes in to rip off your harvest. You can't choose your enemy. Tell your neighbor, you can't choose your enemy. Like I said before, if you were able to choose an enemy, you would choose someone that you can easily whip. Right? If we were able to choose our own battles or choose our own mini nights, amen. If we were able to choose the, the one that opposes us, uh, come on, in our ministries. If we were able to choose the ones uh, that in the battles of our homes and our marriages, uh, whatever it may be, uh, our battles would not last that long. We would dust our hands and say, that was easy. Wouldn't that be nice to handle, handle every battle, every storm just like that? You can whip it just like that. Boom, that was nothing. You see, David didn't choose the bear and the lion who came against him to steal his sheep. He didn't choose the battle with a nine-foot-tall giant named Goliath. He didn't choose the battle with King Saul. But let me ask you a question, church. Would David's confidence and courage have grown in the Lord if he would just chase off a chihuahua? Come on. Instead of slaying a giant and a bear with his bare hands. 
Would he have won the king's daughter uh, uh, in marriage and his family be exempt from, from taxes if he would have fought a skinny Philistine kid with one arm and buck tooth instead of Goliath? Buck tooth Philistine skinny guy. One arm. Listen, church, if you want to grow in the Lord, how many want to grow in the Lord here? Yes. You're going to have to go through some tough obstacles. You're going to have to face the bear. You're going to have to face the lion, the giant in your life. Amen. If you're going to have any confidence in courage in God. It's those fights, it's those battles that you start to grow. That's where your faith starts to increase. When you're going through the fight, when you're going through the battle, when you're fighting the fight, guys, that's when confidence comes in. You start to have confidence and courage in God. Someone once said this in a quote, if, nothing, if nothing's going wrong in your life, it could be that nothing's going on in your life. Or some bad choices. Church, if you want to get somewhere, accomplish something in your life, you're going to have to get rid of the mentality of a stress-free life. You're going to have to get rid of the mentality, once I give my Jesus, it's easy street. You're going to have to get, uh, get rid of this mentality, amen, that, that nothing goes wrong for the Christian. Come on, you, you got to stop trying to live in a movie that you saw. It does not work that way. If you're going to reap your harvest, let me tell you, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to stand up and face your adversary. And you're going to have to say, if God before me, who can come against me? Amen. Now, come on. Now. The enemy that you're facing right now is just a promotion, church, of things to come. Sometimes we complain about the battle. Sometimes we complain about the storm that we're going through at that time. But God is setting you up for promotion. And he's building some courage inside of you. And he's building some, 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 uh, some uh, confidence inside of you. If you're going through the fire right now, church, guess what? A blessing may be on its way. So hold on. Tell your neighbor, hold on. Hold on. Tell your other neighbor, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Just keep fighting. Keep fighting, girl. Keep fighting. Keep swinging. Come on, just swing. Look at the target and swing. Come on. Look, look, look at him fight. Just swing. You might just get lucky and knock him out. Come on. Come on. You ever seen a fight where a, a fighter's losing? And I mean, he's, I mean, he's, there's, I mean, this guy's losing the fight. And all of a sudden, it takes one punch, and that's it. So, creeps, grab and take a whole disc of these. <laughs> Keep swinging, church. Keep swinging in this fight because that's the only way you're going to get victory. Joseph would never end it second in command. If his jealous brothers didn't sell him into slavery. If a wife who falsely accused him of rape. A king that did not have a courage to defend Joseph. But threw him in jail. See Joseph didn't choose those battles. 
He didn't choose what brothers he was going to belong to or his brothers, uh, uh, the family that he would go uh, belong to him. And uh, come on, he didn't choose these things. He didn't choose his wife accusing him. He didn't choose his king that, that didn't have a courage to, de to defend him. Amen. Joseph didn't choose these battles, but it did not stop Joseph. He did not back him down or give up. He didn't stop him from going to church. Come on. But he faced it and defended it. And promotion came. Daniel would not become the great leader of a nation if there was no lion's den. Come on, you will not get to where you're going, church. You won't get to your destiny unless you're willing to stand and fight. In order for victory to come, church. But the good news is that we don't fight alone. David said that the battle is not ours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told the king before they were thrown into the fire in Daniel chapter 3, 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to rescue us. And he will rescue you, rescue us from your power, your majesty. Isaiah 59, 19 says this, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will stand up or, or lift up as a standard against him. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. I'll finish up part two next week, church. I'm here to remind you that you don't get to choose your enemy. You don't get to choose who comes against you. But you need to know who is for you. And when you know who is for you, I'm here to let you know that victory will always come your way. We got to stand. We need to fight, church. It's not time to shut down. It's not time to stop. It's not time to shut down or, 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 or stop our progress. Continue to go forward. You're going to have to contend and defend your harvest. Come on, there's some great things that God has in store for us. But you're going to have to go through a battle. You're going to have to go through a storm. You're going to have to go through a fight in order for victory to come. Come on, great men that I talked about, women in the Bible, went through some great obstacles to become great in the kingdom of God. And we're the same, church. We really truly want victory. We really truly want to, to be who God called us to be and have the courage and speak bold like people that we see that we admire then you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to swing and not give up. And don't allow the enemy to come in and rip you off. We work too hard for this church. You work too hard for this. I work too hard for this. To just say, whatever. Allow the enemy to come and rip us off just like that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed.